Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! And what is going on, Devils fans? And Happy New Year 2024. It is, as always, your host of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, Neil Villapiano, and welcome you to the first episode 2024 of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. And thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. As always, don't forget, if you're here on YouTube, to make sure to leave a like on the video. Also, subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get notified every time a new episode drops of the Devil State of Mind podcast. And as always, go check it out as well on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are on Apple or Spotify, do me a favor and leave a five-star rating on either. Helps out the podcast tremendously and as always a big shout out to all of our sponsors here we got obviously SeatGeek, and if you use my promo code double state of mind you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase at any sporting event or concert of your choosing again devil state of mind shout out to DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the hockey podcast network when you sign up make sure to use promo code thpn to get $200 in risk-free bets. And right now with the college football national championship coming up in just a couple of days, you got every day to bet on games like hockey and basketball as well. DraftKings is giving you guys tremendous opportunities to get in on huge, huge cash prizes. So again, when you sign up with DraftKings, use our promo code THPN. And as always as well, shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, the official Wine Club of the New Jersey Devils and your official wine sponsor of the Devil State of Mind podcast. And you can get 10% off your orders, any orders, by using my promo code Devils State to get some great tasting wine for the Devils fan like yourself or the Devils fan in your life. So make sure to use promo code Devil State when you purchase some really good wine from uh, Horns and Tail Napa Valley. It has been a couple of weeks since the last time you saw or heard my lovely voice. I do want to apologize. It was obviously the holidays, so I spent a lot of time with family and friends. Um, obviously went through Christmas and Hanukkah and into the new year and Kwanzaa as well. There were so many different things to celebrate. It was awesome, and I hope 
everybody enjoyed their holiday season, got a chance to spend it with whoever you wanted to celebrate it with. And now we are into the year 2024. Uh, I'm recording this on Thursday, January 4th, but this will be coming out on Friday, January 4th, January 5th, just before the Devils begin a back-to-back against the Chicago Blackhawks and then the Vancouver Canucks. And we'll get into a little bit more detail about both of those in just a little bit. So, here is how today's episode is going to go down. We're going to first and foremost talk about last night's victory in Washington against the Capitals. We'll talk about all the things. There was a lot that went down in that one for sure. We are also, like I mentioned before, we're going to look ahead to the next couple of games, really the next two games because they are the uh, another back-to-back for this Devils team and kind of what the Devils can expect when they take on these two opponents. We'll also give you a pretty big World Juniors update as the Devils have two different prospects playing in the World Juniors and still playing in them as we speak. We are going to talk a little bit about Alexander Holtz and how he is starting to really heat up and really getting better and better. And then lastly, we have our official New Jersey Devils representative at the All-Star Game. Literally less than an hour ago at the time of this recording, the NHL announced the first 32 All-Stars for this year's All-Star Game in Toronto. There will also be a fan vote like last year where you can you can vote another player from each comp, each division to get into the All-Star Game. And of course, you're going to want to vote for guys like Jesper Brad and others to get in for sure. So, as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast, so let's not waste any more time and get rolling. And we'll get rolling and drop the puck with again. We are going to start by recapping the Devils win over the Washington Capitals, a 6-3 to win in a nation's capital, a big metropolitan division win, and more importantly, just getting a win against the Capitals in which the Devils have lost 11 of the last 15 matchups going into this one. So for them to get a win in Washington against this Capitals team was majorly important. So the first game of 2024 after the Devils were off for a couple of days. This was also the second of a back-to-back for the Capitals. So one of the few times the Devils were actually uh, the second team that a team faced in a back-to-back. A win obviously gets the Devils back into a playoff spot. A big news going into this one, Dawson Mercer playing in his 200th and 200th consecutive career game in the NHL. He has still yet to miss a game in his career, and he was able to achieve that last night. So congratulations to Dawson Mercer on his 200th career game. We did get some news prior to the game that Graham Clark was called up from Utica, and we were thinking that maybe he would make his NHL debut. Lindy Ruff had mentioned before the game that there was uh, some guys banged up. We later found out that Jack Hughes was under the weather, and we didn't know if he was going to play, but he ended up playing uh, regardless. Andre Pilat uh, did not play, and he's going to be out for a bit of time. Uh, according to Lindy Ruff, he got hurt in practice the day before and could miss a couple of games after being injured in practice. Nico Dawes got the start, just his second start uh, since obviously being, since getting back and playing with the Devils. And right from the jump, the, right from the first puck drop, really, the Devils came out flying. They were super aggressive. They looked fresh. They looked like that they were, you know, rested and ready to go. And the captain, who, by the way, it is currently his birthday as we're recording this, January 4th. He turns the right old age of 25 years of age. So happy birthday to the captain, Nico Heischer. And he celebrated early as he scored not one, 
but two goals. One of them on just the second shot of the game on a rebound. And the Devils jumped out to an early 2-0 lead in this one. Both goals get Nico Kiescher up to 10 on the year. So the Devils continue to get major success when Nico Kiescher finds the back of the net. And also, Dos, Nico Dawes got his first career point in the National Hockey League on an assist on the Nico Kiescher first goal. So the Nikos were getting involved in this one for sure. So congratulations to Nico Dawes on his first career point in the NHL. Now, everything was going swimmingly until the end of the period where Nate Bastion took what I would call a pretty stupid penalty. I know it. It was borderline whether it should have been called or not, but it was called regardless. The Capitals were able to take advantage of it late, and they were able to cut the deficit to one. So it was two to one going into the second period. Definitely annoying to give up a late goal there in that period. Very, very frustrating. But again, still up two to one. Dawson Mercer with a nice goal in the slot on a one-timer was able to get was able to um, make it two to uh, a two-goal lead again. That made it three to one. That was Mercer's eleventh on the year, and for him to score in his two hundredth game, a pretty special um, position to be in, uh, without a doubt. And then the Devils proceeded for the second straight game to blow a two-goal lead, as including another power play goal. The Capitals were able to tie it up at three late in the second period, and so. It really felt like a carbon copy in a way of the Bruins game where Devils go up by two, playing really well. They make some stupid mistakes and the other team takes advantage of it. So it wasn't, we weren't all feeling pretty good at, at that point. But with just about 18 seconds to go, Devils coming back the other way into the offensive zone. Alexander Holtz makes a nice backhand feed to a streaking Michael McLeod. He's being hounded by two different Capitals players, and he does a no-look behind-the-back shot that goes through the legs of the goaltender and in for a beautiful goal from Michael McLeod. And the Devils regain the lead at 4-3, which is 18 seconds to go in the period. McLeod getting his eighth of the year, and so it's 4-3 going into the third. And the Devils, in my opinion, really did a good job of not allowing the Capitals to get back in this one. Both Dawson Mercer and Michael McLeod would get their second goals of the game. Mercer, his 12th of the year. McLeod now up to 9. And that would seal the deal as the Devils would come away with a 6-3 win over the Washington Capitals. You had three guys with two goals in this one, with Nico Heischer getting two day before his birthday. So he got some early birthday presents, two goals. And a win, so that is big. Then you had Dawson Mercer, who's really starting to play a lot better. He's starting to heat up. He's got up to 12 goals. And Michael McLeod is now tied for his career high in goals, and we haven't even reached the 40-game mark. He's actually on pace to score 20 goals, which if we're getting 20 goals out of a fourth-liner, I mean, we're in Fat City, honestly. I mean, it's phenomenal to see the type of work that McLeod is putting in. He is becoming arguably our most valuable overall player right now, the way he's playing. And I know that there was some reports about him potentially being on the trading block. The real thing is that there are teams out there that are interested in trading for him, but the Devils have no intention of trading him away. So Michael McLeod is not going anywhere. But big win against the Capitals, their first win against the Capitals this year. They'll play one more time later this year. And they'll look to try to win both games in D.C. It also should be mentioned, and again, it's only two games, but the Devils have outscored their opponents 12-5 to in the two games that Nico Dawes has played. 
it feels like at times the Devils have been feeling very confident with Dawes in net. I know that he gave up a bad goal against Kuznetsov. He did. And he gave up three goals. There's no other way to put it. And you don't want that. You would like to see starting to get, you know, some games where we only give up one or two goals and we win. Um, but, again, we're asking for the bare minimum when it comes to the struggles with our goaltending. But, nonetheless, just thought I'd drop that stat in there. It'll be interesting to see how Lindy Ruff goes with his goaltending, um, you know, in these, uh, these back-to-backs against Chicago and then Vancouver. So, you know, we'll see what Lindy Ruff decides to do. With the win, the Devils now reach 20 wins on the campaign. They are 24-2 with 42 points. They are now jumping the Capitals into fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. Just two points out of the top three in that division. Again, that shows you that despite all the struggles, the Devils have still found a way to get into a playoff spot, remain in the playoff hunt, and if they can just get everything settled here, they're going to get themselves much higher in the standings. They are also currently in the second wildcard position. So things might change a little bit by the time this episode comes out, but that is where we are currently at with it. So overall, it was a very important and big-time win for the Devils, especially against one of your division rivals, and it's hopefully something the Devils can build upon. Devils have also now won four out of their last five, so again, despite it feeling like we are barely winning games, the Devils have actually won four of their last five, and they're looking to make it uh, hopefully six out of their last seven, maybe on a three-game heater by the end of this weekend. You know, So, fingers crossed. Let's see if the Devils can finally get themselves um, winners of both games of back-to-back. Speaking of that, Let's take a look at the schedule. Again, the Devils will be playing tomorrow, or you guys are listening to this or watching this on Friday. Devils will play later tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks. Connor Bedard makes his uh, first appearance um, in New Jersey, the reigning first overall pick. Blackhawks are currently playing right now against the Rangers, so the Devils will be the second of a back-to-back for Chicago. So hopefully that gives the Devils a little bit of you know, something that they can work with. They'll, they'll have, you know, Devils will have, obviously they didn't play today, so they'll be a little bit rested after traveling from Washington, and they should be the fresher of the two teams going into this one. And then the Devils will play the second of their back-to-back against Quid Hughes and the still high-flying Vancouver Canucks in the second game of the Hughes Bowl. So the Devils won that, that one a couple, you know, like not too long ago, like a back when the Devils... They had a multiple-goal lead in Vancouver, and then Jesper Bratt was able to score with about 30 seconds to go. The Devils were able to still win that game. So the Devils will look to finish the season series 2-0 against both the Blackhawks and the Canucks if they can win. And I'm just hoping that we just once, just once, win both games of a back-to-back and have a perfect week of hockey, meaning we win all three games. I think it would be a great start to this month and a great start to 2024. And then you see here, the Devils will have four days off after the game on Saturday. They are off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, before they are in Tampa Bay to start a three-game road trip against the Lightning. Then they're in Florida, and then they get Boston again in Boston. So... The schedule is not getting any easier, ladies and gentlemen, but there are definitely some winnable games here in the early month of January, and the Devils, again, they need to find a way to just put together more than three wins. We had a 13-game winning streak last year. We can't seem to get beyond three wins. So we shall see 
if the Devils can do just that. But again, there are some winnable games, and we'll see how the Devils respond to yet another back-to-back. So now let's shift over to talking about two prospects for the Devils that are both currently playing in the World Junior Championships. Now, tomorrow is both the gold medal and bronze medal games. By the end of, by really 5 o'clock tomorrow, we will know who wins gold, silver, and bronze. All these games have been playing in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, Next year, the World Juniors will be in Canada again. I was covering Team Canada throughout the World Juniors for the hockey writers. Had a lot of fun doing that. And as an American, I can't help but be excited about what the United States has done so far in this tournament. But we got to talk about Lenny Haminaho and Seamus Casey. Haminaho, who the Devils drafted in last year's draft, who's playing really, who's playing very well for Asat over in the professional um, hockey league over in Finland. And Seamus Casey doing tremendous in his second year over at the University of Michigan. He was playing with Luke Hughes last year, and he's considered to be probably the Devils' top prospect that is still yet to play in the NHL, I would say. But another big reason to bring these two up is because they actually played against one another earlier today or on Thursday afternoon as the United States took took on Finland in one of the two semifinal games to determine who would go and play in the gold medal game against the host country, Sweden. And the United States came back from down 2-0 in the first period to ultimately win this game late in the third period, 3-2, and advance to the gold medal game. Seamus Casey had an assist in this one to earn himself a point. Lenny Haminaho did not have a point at all. He did take a penalty, so he sat in the box for two minutes. Um, so not a ton, but still these guys were involved. Haminaho, I think, overall had a really, really strong tournament. He was all over the ice, contributing a ton, even when he wasn't putting up points. Casey also was very, very calm in the back end, got a couple points and, you know, Really helped the United States defense be as strong as it was. But overall, the United States will be taking on Sweden tomorrow or Friday, January 5th at 1.30 p.m. You guys can check it out on NHL Network, and that will be the gold medal game. But much earlier in the day at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern, Lenny Haminaho and Team Finland will be taking on Czechia for the bronze medal. So hopefully uh, by the time by the end of tomorrow... Um, Friday, uh, we have prospects who have won a, a gold and hopefully a bronze medal, which I think would be great for the Devils' prospects, th- them personally, but also I think the organization as a whole. So congratulations to Seamus Casey and Team USA for, for reaching the gold medal game, and good luck to not only Casey, but also Hami Naho as well, as they both look to try to end this World Juniors with some medals, which I think would be absolutely um, fantastic. Now, let's shift back to the Devils. I want to talk about, and I know that people are going to make make it seem like I'm very biased with this kid, but I'm telling you that I really do believe he is starting to, to really, really heat up here. And that is Alexander Holtz. Now, I I feel like some people are going to turn it off, turn this episode off after I just mentioned his name because people, if you've listened to the this the podcast long enough, you know that I hype up this kid a ton. An absolute ton. But Alexander Holtz really, really is starting to heat up. He had two assists 
in last night's win over the Capitals. That gets him to eight goals, nine assists for 17 points. He particularly has played really well on a line with Michael McLeod and also Curtis Lazar. And I would like to see him stay playing with Michael McLeod. They seem to feed off of each other really, really well. But you're starting to see more of that aggression. You're starting to see him win puck battles. That second goal that Dawson Mercer scored, that doesn't happen unless Alexander Holtz wins a puck battle on the left boards. He was fighting along with it. This is something that Lindy Ruff said that he needed to work on. He is working on it. He is doing a really, really good job. He is starting to get himself involved in more ways than just scoring. And I've said it before that the Devils need to start using him more. In my latest article for Infernal Access previewing the Devils game against the Capitals, I mentioned that Lindy Ruff has to start using him more on the power play, maybe even giving him some more chances on the top six as well. Give this kid the opportunity to showcase what he can really do and how talented he is. And he's starting to show it more and more. And so right now you're looking at it. He's well on his way to getting double-digit goals and double-digit assists. This is, I mean, granted, he played very little last year, but he is certainly making the best, the most of this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he continues to contribute moving forward. So... I really just kind of wanted to shortly give credit where credit is due to Holtz. He is really playing a lot better. He is getting better every single game. I think he's very comfortable playing in the NHL. And you have other guys that he's played with, Simo Nemitz and Nico Dawes. All these guys are contributing in one way or another. But it's important for Alexander Holtz because this is a make it or break it year. I think he's making it a lot more than breaking it for sure. And I want to see them continue to, to get him going because once he really gets going, that just makes the Devils um, forward group that much more difficult to, to deal with. And, uh, you know, you're seeing it now. He's getting into those dirty corners. He's, he's, you know, he's fighting for the puck. He's looking for, he's trying to help other guys get, get it. And I would like to see him start getting more opportunities to score because once he gets going, it's going to be something. So. Yeah, really, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Alexander Holtz. And I, you know, he's really starting to get going here. And uh, I want to see the Devils continue to um, to use him more and more as we go along here. And again, we're not even halfway through the season. And there's still a lot of time for him to, to, get, to really get going even more. So now I want to talk a little bit about goaltending. And uh, Elliot Freeman of Sportsnet he was on HL Network, I think, either yesterday or today, and they simply asked him, what is the latest with the Devils in terms of looking for a goaltender? And Elliot Freeman said what we've all kind of know, and that is that the Devils have certainly been looking and that there are a couple of guys out there that seem like to be pretty, um, I guess you would say, logical fits. And I actually found this picture and I wanted to share with you guys. So here are potential goalie trade candidates, but... Really, instead of looking at the stats, we're looking at their cap hit and the season that they are signed through. So we talked about John Gibson at nauseum, and I don't really feel like talking about him in terms of the fit and all that stuff. You guys know how I feel. His contract, $6.4 million cap hit until the end of the 26-27 season. The Devils would be paying it, would have to give up a, a lot for not just to get him, but to also most likely get the Ducks to retain some of his salary. Jakob Markstrom has a no-movement clause, but he could always change if he feels like that he needs a change and go somewhere else. $6 million cap it until the end of 25-26. That's not bad. That's two more years after this year. 
But again, $6 million is a lot. Elvis Merzlikens, he's been kind of up and down with his performances. He's signed until also 26-27. The Devils would probably have to pay a bit more than any other team because it would be an in-division move. And I think that uh, it would certainly cost the Devils more. So that's something to kind of keep in mind if the Devils were looking down that road. Jake Allen, again, a, a guy that has been mentioned with New Jersey a bunch uh, only make it $3.85 million until the end of next season, 24-25. I think it would cost any team a decent amount because the Canadians have carried three goaltenders and they know that they're kind of like in the driver's seat in terms of negotiations because they can just sell him to the highest bidder and probably get a decent amount. Capo Kakinen of the San Jose Sharks only make it $2.75 million. He is signed until the end of this season. So he would definitely be a rental unless the Devils feel that he could be on this team beyond this year. Um, with Capo Kakinen, it's tough to know because he's played on a bad Sharks team. He's never really been the guy. And on a cup contending team like the Devils are, I don't know if that makes sense. Jake Allen... Um, I think would be probably the most solid addition that wouldn't cost as much as some of the other guys. But the bottom line that I really want to say is this, and, I, and I'll be very honest with you, that none of these guys are going to fix our problems. They're going to help them and improve them, but they're not going to fix it. The Devils still have some some maneuvering that they have to do, uh, certainly in the offseason and moving forward. But I would still like to see the Devils look to try to improve the goaltending. I think they will at some point. I don't know who. I don't know what it's going to cost or anything like that. But these are just some of the potential names that the Devils could be looking at to maybe make a move for in one degree or another. Wanted to kind of look at it from a standpoint of not just paying for this year, but moving forward and all that stuff. Devils have enough money to afford any of these guys in terms of this season, but you got to think beyond this year as well. So just kind of wanted to really look at that. Let me know what you guys think as well. Would love to love to hear your guys' opinion, but that's kind of where we're at in terms of uh, in terms of the goaltending up until this point. And lastly, here very quickly, we like I said a little more than an hour ago, we got the announcement for the first handful of all stars. Um, I'm going to only show you the graphic for the Eastern Conference because. Unsurprisingly, Jack Hughes is the New Jersey Devils representative this year at the All-Star Game. This will be his third consecutive All-Star Game. Not a shock at all. He is, I think he's certainly earned it. Sebastian Ajo, Matt Barzell, Sidney Crosby, Rasmus Dahlin, Alex DeBrinka, Jack Hughes, Boone Jenner, Travis Konechny, Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, and Sam Reinhardt. And then Igor Sturkin over Artemi Panarin is interesting. With Nick Suzuki, Brady Kachuk, and Tom Wilson over Alexander Ovechkin. Um, so yeah, Jack Hughes is in it. Uh, so congratulations to him. And now until I don't know when the fan voting will end, but you'll have a period of time where you can vote another player into the All-Star game. So I would highly recommend as obvious as this is, to try to get guys like Jesper Bratt into his first All-Star game because I think he's earned it. He's on pace for 100 points this year, and nobody's talking about it. You obviously have the captain, Nico Kiescher, who could be getting into his second All-Star game of his career, and there's obviously other guys. It's a fan vote. You can basically vote for whomever you choose. But the Devils will have at least one, and we'll see if we can vote enough to get at least one more into the All-Star game as well. But again, congratulations to Jack Hughes on being named to his third 
consecutive All-Star game. Definitely deserved it. So on that note, that's going to do it for us for this episode of the Devil State of Mind podcast. As always, thank you guys for taking time to listen to this. Make sure here on YouTube to leave a like on this video, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified every time a new episode comes out. And also make sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Really, really does help out the channel tremendously. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms right here. Facebook, Devil State of Mind, at Devil State of Mind on Instagram, and at Devil State on Twitter as well. And you can also follow my personal Twitter account, The NVP Show, which is also in the bio of all of the social medias for Devil State of Mind. So if you guys want to follow me there and interact as well over there, be more than happy to do so. But again, thank you so much for checking out this episode, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone, continue to be the awesome people that you are. Happy New Year. Happy 2024 to everybody. I hope it is the best year for you guys. And as always, Devils fans, make sure... To rock on.